Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. July 25th, 2020. Emperor Constantine. Puerto Rico. Bob Dylan. And more. This is awesome today. Awesome Today is a mostly daily show about stuff that might be awesome. Don't overcomplicate it. It's barely edited and sometimes offensive. Enjoy it and have an awesome today. Would you? Hello. Good day to you. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. On a Thursday when we're recording it, feels a little weird. But we're doing it. But we're doing it. Today is July 25th. Tomorrow is Father's Day in the Dominican Republic. <laughs> I was confused for a minute. I was like, wait, did you think it was June again? No, no, no. Dominican Republic. But I still accept Father's Day's gifts for okay. whatever nationality you are, would like to be, simply enjoy, mm -hmm. or wherever you've been. Any of that's fine. And I will offer, once again, the advice that if you're struggling to know how much to spend on me Father's Day, I would say... Go for roughly a quarter of what you plan on spending on me for Christmas, and that will work. <laughs> That's a good formula. It's a handy one. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And if you're, obviously, if your plan was zero, it's pretty simple math. It's very simple math. Even our kids could do that math. Mm, a couple of them, if they work together. If they work together, they have to show their work on a piece yes. of paper. Yes, thank you. All this electronic math learning without working the problem? How do you even know they did it right and they didn't cheat? I know. Training up idiots. Well, I excel makes them prove that they know what they're doing. Oh, it makes them provide the right answer, but I don't know that it proves anything other than that they found a way somehow to get the right answer. <laughs> because I'll tell you what, I've helped with homework on IXL, trying not to do the problem for the kids and just seeing if procedurally they've done right. Yeah. You get to the end. It wants you to get so many in a row, right? At yeah. the end. 
and every time you know you're one away and the kid misses one and it turns into a three-hour homework affair and lots of People tears. People are crying. Yeah. You're stabbing There's your no crying in out. math. I don't understand it. <laughs> you have said that more than once around here. There is no crying in math. Yeah. Well, in 306. Mm, all the way back to 306. Wow. It's a ways back. Wow. A oh, whiplash there. Yep. Constantine, later known as Constantine the Great and many other things. And Constantine what? And St. Constantine. Yes. Well, and that's where I believe the Great comes from as well. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a Catholic look. Mm -hmm. uh, he is proclaimed emperor, emperor of Rome, but it's only by his troops. They're, it's kind of silly. Um, one of the one of the emperors before had effectively split Rome the empire in half and mm -hmm. said, "This is too big for one man. We will have two emperors." Mm. And so, he would have been originally for the West. Okay. And there was someone in place there, and nobody liked him, and he was a turd and. Constantine's troops were like, we don't like that guy, so you're him. And then they came back, and that guy, the other guy, I can't remember his name, he had the upper hand. He was inside of a walled city, not or something like that. He'd knocked down some bridges so they couldn't get in, but he left up one, it was basically like a pontoon bridge. It was a floating bridge yeah. across the Tiber. Mm -hmm. And in a moment of pride, I suppose he decided to exit the city for no reason. He could have stayed there and been fine. Decides to exit the city. They go out. They're marching across uh, to show Constantine who's boss. And the crappy pontoon bridge collapses and he drowns. What? Yeah. That's crazy. Pretty awesome. I feel like it fits that meme that's like absolutely no one dot 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 other guy. I don't know mm -hmm. his name. You know what I'm going to do? I'm leaving the castle. Right. Yeah. I'll show that. <laughs> Dummy. And his name was Emperor Snape because you did say he was a turd. So. Well, there's more than one turd in the world. There's. It's kind of like the dark side of the force in Star Wars. Oh. There's always one turd and one turd trainee. <laughs> <laughs> and they're always near me somehow. I've learned more about Star Wars mythology from our conversations doing this than I've literally ever known. Hmm. And I'm not. In your I'm not an aficionado. Not a Star Wars scholar. That's how very little I've known of Star Wars, except for Hans Olo, right. prior to this. And it's just 0% is what I did know. And I feel gotcha. like I'm like at 0.75% now. Oh, yeah. Easily. Between you and the twins and their... Um, informing me of all yes, things Star their, Wars. Yes, their expertise. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, well, how about this? In 1952, Puerto Rico becomes a self-governing U.S. Commonwealth. Interesting. It is interesting. And so today they are celebrating their Constitution Day. You know, Happy Constitution Day. Definitely, to Puerto Rico. Um, it's one of those, the U.S. territories and the different nomenclatures that there are for the U.S. territories are so confusing to me. So it is, this is kind of clarifying to know that it's a commonwealth and mm -hmm. they, they do obviously have their own self-contained government right. in a sense. You in know, sense. because of some financial stuff and also shenanigans, you know more about Puerto Rico's uh, government than I ever will. But yeah. yeah really effectively, it's, it's kind of like a state that yeah. operates within 
our union, yeah, where there is a state government that has some freedom but still needs to operate underneath the federal system. They have a little bit more freedom in that they can manipulate for their people the federal tax rate. Yes. But it's it's weird like you don't they don't get to vote in, in presidential well, yeah, it seems like they can vote, but their vote doesn't count. Well, yeah, I mean, so however you want to look at that. I don't know if that is the case or not, but I know whatever the case may be, they have no voice mm-hmm. in the presidential election. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime there is a, a visit and campaigning there, it is more so to get, because they are a very, uh, like many Latin cultures are, they're a very tightly knit family mm-hmm. unit. Yeah, And so you'd go there to hopefully sway the votes of the stateside members of that family. Right, because there's this sort of diaspora of Puerto Ricans. Mm-hmm. Isn't it true that there are more actual Puerto Ricans that live outside of the island? That's very probable. That li- than live on the island of Puerto Rico. That's very probable. Um, we want to go there someday. Yes. And maybe just stake a little place on the beach and never leave. And never, ever leave again. <laughs> So anyway, happy Constitution Day to Puerto Rico. And also, of course, if you probably do know this, but if you do travel to Puerto Rico, you don't need a passport. Right. It's a U.S. Congress. And in fact, they are all born U.S. citizens. Yes. They don't have to immigrate or any of that. They're full U.S. citizens. They just don't get to talk. In our government. In our government. Well, they get to talk in the government. They don't get to vote. They don't get to vote. Their vote means nothing. Yes. However that works. It's really, it's horsey. Likewise, if you just really want to dig into details of stuff, um, their, their benefits, their uh, social programs are less. Mm-hmm. Same programs like Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, all that stuff. It's just a smaller multiple for them. It is. And they can't, I mean, they don't really have a voice in, in right. demanding anything else. I mean, I'm sure they do make demands, but there's not, they don't have a sway not, not an much, actual right? technical vote in it. I don't know what I don't know what bargaining chip they have in the game. Mm. Um, for any, I think this is still true under a very old old law used to take advantage of them. That if a foreign country wants to ship something to Puerto Rico, it has to first come to the United States and be checked through and taxed and different things before. It can go to Puerto Rico, which is ridiculous because let's suppose somebody, you know, some company in Belize was wanting to ship something over. Now they've got to quintuple the distance traveled to get up to the U.S. first and then come. It's silly. It is silly. Hmm. A lot of of weirdness going on there. They have been petitioning, I think, since even Uh 52 and Constitution Day uh, to become a full-fledged state. Yes. Either there's, I feel like it's divided, and maybe it's changed over time to well, become a full-fledged state or to have complete independence. There is a group US. that wants that, but I think the the more calculating minds look and say, "Wouldn't wouldn't we rather be mm-hmm. affiliated with the yeah. benefits of U.S. full U.S. membership unabashed, where mm-hmm. there's military protection if that's ever necessary, where full benefits, where full voice in the government versus." trying to slap all this together ourselves right. with the equivalency of a population of a state. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, moving 
forward through history, 1965, Bob Dylan, I do enjoy some Bob Dylan music, booed on as he's performing at the Newport Folk Festival mm-hmm. for the grievous sin of using an electric guitar. How dare you, Bob? Bob Dylan, of course, being one of the mainstays in the 60s of acoustic folk music. The people did not come to hear Bob Dylan play an electric guitar, right. and they let him know That's right. about that. Now, it was not popular at the moment at that folk, at that uh, folk festival, but it is the beginning of what we now, a genre of music we would now call folk rock. Right on. Folk rock. Bob, you visionary. <laughs> he sort of just accidentally started a new genre of music. Stumbled drunkenly and intoxicatedly into a new genre. Yep. So there's that. So raise a glass to Bob Dylan today. Uh, am I doing the next That's one? you, yep. All right. Uh, moving again. Here we go. 19, we're still in the 60s, 1967. Actor Matt LeBlanc is born. Of course, we all know Matt LeBlanc as Joey Tribbiani and uh, from his other roles, but mostly Joey Tribbiani. Mostly that. Yeah. Mostly that. I didn't know he was that old. Yeah. I'm, I believe it. He's definitely graying at the temples. He's in his 60s, right? Uh, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. 50s. Oh, 50s, yeah. My math, yeah. I don't do math, really. I had to just, I, I did a but weird wait, version of math because we were born in the 70s and we're in our 40s. Yeah, yeah. He's he was 50, born in the 60s. 53 this year? Yeah. Today, in fact? <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Not 60s, you jack leg. 50s. Slow down. Well, he doesn't look nearly as good as I thought he did. <laughs> you rescind any compliments you were getting. Well, give I just soften it. Okay. I soften it. All right. He looks okay. He's doing okay. I will say this, and I find this fascinating about Friends. If you go back and see the original, like the first season, they are all just practically anorexic looking. Yes. Which is, it's a testimony to the horribleness of Hollywood, I'm sure. Yes. They all just look emaciated and nearly dead. Right. Probably work. Probably just starving, trying to get a paying job. Mm -hmm. And they... They change so much, and I'm not trying to fat shame or something. I'm not saying they got fat. I'm saying just as you, yeah, as you fill back out to a natural right state, you look different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure, like you said, probably going into those roles, various factors making them so thin. But then, just as you get older, just you know, your well, body just fills out. And- but it wasn't like they were super young men. No. I mean, not I mean, some of them may have been. He yeah. would have been well into his thirties, wouldn't he? I think so. Yeah. I, I can't. That's not the already, proverbial did, spring chicken. I did the one math problem that I got for today. Okay. That's it. Well, at risk of me having messed up two in a row, let's move on. <laughs> Nineteen eighty. I know everyone will care about this. ACDC releases "Back in Black." Mm-hmm. Now. Anybody who has been around sporting events since 1980, <laughs> and especially if you are uh, were a football player, which I'm doubting, I'm doubting any of our female members were, though it has happened. Sure, I'm just doubtful of it. Okay, um, it it just doesn't seem like the kind of uh, the kind of gal that find your show eventually. Yet, yeah. maybe that's a new sort demographic we'll search for. Definitely, uh, we're trying to be inclusive but, with all the people. So. 
everybody probably has been around football in some way, shape, or form. High school football, especially, where I would assume to this day that's still a song that gets played. Mm-hmm. I know it was a decade ago, um, which feels like a long time ago, but yeah. So that that's there. That's that that happened. Back at black. And then to wrap up these events of yesteryear. Mm-hmm. Twenty ten. WikiLeaks. WikiLeaks. Leaked as they would. Yeah. I thought about, I thought at first it was like, that feels weird to say leaks twice in a row, but they are WikiLeaks for a reason. It's because they leak documents onto Wiki. So that's actually the action they performed is they leaked. Okay. Are you not with me? Well, what is WikiLeaks? And is it, is it an organization of people? Is it a person? Is it a company? It was Julian Assange. Or right. However you say his name was spearheading it. I can't, I've only ever been there once and it was years ago. And I can't remember anything about the URL fly on my head, that's good. Um, any of that, just that these, he was known somehow, some way for, uh, and it kind of became a thing where he would get hands on documents that should not have yet been made public. Sure. And he would make them public. Right, 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 right. He hid in a, uh, um, oh, what is it? When you're on foreign soil, a diplomat, you live where? Embassy. Yes, he hid in an embassy somewhere forever. Okay, I'm sorry. I interrupted you right after WikiLeaks because yeah, yeah. I was confused. So, so he, he released <clears throat> more than 90,000 internal reports specifically around the 2004 to 2010 war in Afghanistan. That is so many reports. That is. I feel like... There's a problem here. Let's assume generously this is it, it's minimally the equivalency of like 1000 short stories. Yeah. Minimally. Yeah. Who is going to who can read that? Why piecemeal it out, man? Even if you have to like set it up just like I would a, a just like we do with the podcast where we yeah. set it on a timer to go off that way if you're you know, arrested or whatever, surely you can stay silent through the torture long enough for everything to drop, but deliver it in digestible pieces. He just dumped out 90,000. bam, 90K. Wow. wow, that's a lot. That's excessive. Yeah. So I'm that's... sure there's scathing stuff in there that we've never seen because everybody's just like, who can read How it? How many? 90? Somebody else will read Somebody that. else will come through this. I'll wait and hear somebody podcast about it. Well, it's not going to be yes. No, for sure. Okay, I came across an item of interest today. Indeed you did. This is an article at The Guardian, and it asks, what can we learn from Netflix's all-time top ten movies? So, and these are Netflix original movies, yes. not the not Clueless that it pulled off and put on for right. us to enjoy right. for a short amount of time, but the Netflix originals all time. Now, here's an interesting thing about this. Netflix, famously or infamously, how depending on how you want to look at it, they are incredibly tight-lipped about their stats, about their viewership. Yeah. They do not release that information really to anybody unless it's like shockingly good. And then they'll give you, they'll throw you a bone. Right. I mean, numbers. if you wanted to go, because they are publicly traded, if you wanted to go dig through financials, you wouldn't get numbers there, but you would get numbers that you could do some mathematics with. Oh, really? Yeah, because they've got to report revenues okay. and some things like that. And we all know what the membership costs. So yeah. you could 
you could walk your way through that way. Okay. Or you could wait and hope somebody podcasts about it. <laughs> well, they do not, it's not like um, cable shows where there's like Nielsen ratings and it's like, right, this right. movie did this or, or we don't have box office receipts, anything like that. They so are we just truly, I appreciate it actually. Yeah. Well, it can be frustrating to not have, where's the thing that I'm used to seeing? Yeah. Um, I appreciate it because it, it stays true to the idea that now we aren't, we aren't here to compete with the old thing. We're here to remake yeah. the thing and be the thing. We're doing a new thing over here at Netflix. Mm -hmm. um, so they have a list of their top 10 ever Netflix original movies. Should we go through this from like 10th up to first or just start at the top and go through the list? Um, what's your preference? Backwards? Yeah, let's backwards okay. it. They did. There is a note in this article that, um, oh man, those puppies are snoring. Um, that the old guard, which we talked about in depth on mm -hmm. Awesome Today, is not on this list, although they do expect that it will be in the top 10 eventually because the way they uh, got these numbers, the way they synthesized the numbers is they looked at viewership within the four, first four weeks after release. Okay. And that was the cutoff. And already the old guard, which I think has been out for two weeks, has reached 72 million households. They did give that oh, yeah. number. They're, so, they're going to be... Oh my. I'm scrolling through looking at numbers. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. They're going to be number four or better. Yeah. Yes. That's interesting. Can I add one thing about the old guard before we get into this? Please do. I was listening to something unrelated. Okay. Very smart person. I like to listen to smart people. It's yeah. part of the reason I like you. Well, thank you. This person was talking about uh, superhero stuff, but yeah. from, a, from a psychologist's perspective and... They were looking at, they were looking at, I think it was Superman and kind of the wild popularity until there came a point where somebody done something, but basically they'd reached a point where Superman was truly invincible. Ah. And when that happened in the writing, Superman turned the corner, plummeted and ceased to be a thing anymore. Mm -hmm. We, our heroes need to have a vulnerability. vulnerability. So from that perspective, now I can, I can see a little bit better why these, he, these heroes, and it was pitched as superheroes. It shouldn't have been, it should have been pitched differently, mm -hmm. but why these heroes, they have basically every vulnerability except that they don't die. And even then, 
they even then that can happen. So they're really yeah. They're they're more like they're less superhero and more like just better than average. Mm. Um. <laughs> better than average immortals, right? You know, as as immortals go. All right, please carry on. All right, I keep feeling like I have to sneeze. We've got a spy coming. I saw that. Yes. There's a creeper in the. There is a creeper. Um, I feel like I have to sneeze, so please pardon me if that does happen. But coming in at number ten on the list is a movie called The Perfect Date with 48 million viewers. Now, The Perfect Date lands itself solidly in the teen YA romance category. Netflix has had a couple of other entries in this category, including um, To All the Boys I've Loved Before, The Kissing Booth, which now I think there's even a Kissing Booth 2. Oh, right. A couple of others Electric like Boogaloo? <laughs> I hope, I can only hope. Yep, I'm pretty sure that's the subtitle. Um, so, yeah, it's just kind of one of those sweet um, teen romance movies, The Perfect Date. I haven't seen it, although I do love a sweet teen romance movie. I have not seen this one. This and falls outside the purview of anything I would remember yeah. even seeing the title of. I'm going to say, I'm, gonna, I'm not surprised that you have not seen it. Interesting entry into number nine. It's called The Platform. It had 56 million viewers. This is interesting because it's actually a foreign language film. Now, you and I have talked extensively about your experience with foreign language um, entertainment on Netflix, that you have certain rules like can't have subtitles. Right. Don't make me read. I'm right. here to watch. Yeah. So it's a gory Spanish language film that is a dystopian future where people must fight over food to survive. And um, it kind of came out in the midst of, you know, people's fears about like what could mm -hmm. what could a post-apocalyptic dystopian thing look like so again so it's a modern more modern day adult version of hunger games i think it is okay. i think that's a, a that's worthy a description of supposition it. from reading a thing i've not seen it and i i don't plan on watching it okay yeah it feels a little dark a little heavy not gonna definitely read. not my thing not gonna read uh, number eight on the list is a comedy. There's a couple of comedies on mm -hmm, here. Mm -hmm. This one is a pretty recent release for Netflix. It's called The Wrong Missy, mm -hmm. and it had 59 million viewers. This has David Spade in it and also uh, Lauren Lupkus or Lapkus. And this actually came out uh, in the midst of our coronavirus quarantine. So there's kind of this commentary around this movie, which is, it seems like a decent comedy is what the critics have said, but it really skyrocketed up through the Netflix charts because every, this was early right. in the quarantine. They were cheating. I mean, everybody was home. What yeah. are you going to do? You ran out of Netflix. Might as well watch this David Spade. I saw this, like, I'm not, I didn't see it. Watch it. I okay. saw this appear on our queue and they Netflix worked hard to get me to watch it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, there was just something about it because uh, I, I saw trailers and stuff. I just yeah. felt like this just doesn't, it doesn't feel like something I would dig. Maybe yeah. I would. I, maybe I didn't give it a fair chance. Yeah. Maybe it was just because I don't like Netflix trying to tell me what to do. That is, I think the main issue here okay. is you, re you really resist that Netflix pressure. Yep. Yeah. Um, David Spade, are you like a thumbs up, thumbs down, meh? Because you and I, I feel like we go way back with David Spade, back to his Saturday yeah. Night Live days. I, he, he's a, to me, he's an excellent wingman. Mm -hmm. I can think of a lot of things where I've seen him as an excellent wingman. I've watched his stand up 
I didn't care for it. Yeah. Um, and I can't think of a movie where I've seen him as the lead. Yeah. That I've watched. Yeah. Um, Tommy Boy, of course, I feel like is his best showing on film. Yes, and was so... a fantastic wingman, but he would it would have been terrible without Chris Farley, of course. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Okay, so that was number eight. Coming in at number seven is Triple Frontier. Had 63 million viewers. This is a um, Ben Affleck and who else was in this with him? J.C. JC Candor? Yeah. Um, it is a sort of heist thriller movie. I Here's the thing. You and I love, and I do mean love, a heist thriller Wait a minute. situation. Wait Triple Frontier. I may have seen this. I didn't think I did it first. Um, really? It just wants to talk about Affleck. <laughs> um, I feel like I've seen this now that I'm looking at it. Okay. That they are basically running a heist. They're military yeah. guys that go off book. Uh -huh. And, and yeah, go try to steal a bunch of money from a drug lord. Well, I feel like this is a movie I would enjoy. This is something it, we watched after. I was yeah, and it, it wasn't great. Yeah. It wasn't bad. It's certainly higher on the list than a lot of things I've mm -hmm. suffered through. It wasn't something I'd be that I would be like, oh, Megan, you, it's not, I don't think it's something you'd dig. Okay. They do a decent job of bringing some humanity it's not like it's again it's not like a superhero super powered yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of a gig it's like no here's they they kind of show the disintegration of things as greed rears its head and of course problems and i mean stuff. that's sort of the formula for a heist movie right from for the usually, most part usually yeah there's some disintegration of the heist team because mm -hmm. somebody gets greedy Okay, number six on the list is one that we have for sure seen that I enjoy deeply. Mm -hmm, the Irishman mm -hmm. with good. 64 million viewers. Um, so we've got, uh, help me out with names here. De Niro. Yes, Robert uh, De Niro. That's the main one that I could not remember. Does it even Does mention it even anybody else in there? Uh, Pacino's in there, isn't he? I think so. And it's also directed by Martin Scorsese. Right. So we watched this. It is, um, it's a long film. It's uh, 210 minutes, so it's a commitment. Right. I feel like we watched it over several nights. Probably, probably. <laughs> I watched until I heard heavy breathing or snoring and then stopped it. Help me remember, was this like a sort of aging mobster movie? I think that's right. It's been too long since I've seen it. Yeah. Um, but I think that's right, and I can't remember a ton about it. I just kind of... Vaguely remember, yeah, that's that's good. That was worth a watch. Yeah. So the sort of Scorsese De Niro team up doing what they do best, exploring the dynamics of It's gotta be the mob with yeah. this guy. It's gotta be the mob. Life in and sort of after the mob. It kind of has a sadly right. poignant ending, right. if I recall correctly. It removes some of the romance that we've assigned yes, to that. Absolutely. That reminds me so um there is a podcast I like to listen to called True Crime Obsessed. Mm -hmm. One of the co-hosts, Jillian Pinzavalli, is a, an Italian-American woman. Like She's not from Italy, but her family is Italian. Is she a member of the mob? No, no. But she's trying to be. No, she grew up in Queens. And every time they cover something that has to do with the mob and how like glamorized it gets, she's like, you guys, she just, she actually gets really annoyed with it because being in the mob is terrible. Right. It's, it's scary. It's violent. It's dangerous. It's no way to live. And so 
It's, I always think about that. And I think that this film, The Irishman, really showed that right. um, that aspect as well. I've, I'm remembering prior feelings. Um, I think my, in my first exposure to like a real look at the mob was a book written by Sammy the Bull Gravano. Mm, mm-hmm. And I can't remember the name of it now. It may have been Underboss. Or oh, that like sounds that. familiar. Yeah, and uh, and boy, he and this was long before really the era of at least on on television exposing the truth of things. He was a guy that actually ended up uh, ratting, and nobody would have ever suspected it. It wasn't something that was within his character, but he was treated so poorly and so afraid for his life. Yeah, that he didn't he didn't dare to try to keep his mouth shut to trust them to not kill him, and so he's like, no. Spilled the beans and put me in witness protection and all that. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that was a better, mm. truer portrayal. Um, interestingly, when Meg and I started dating, her dad uh, was working as a dentist, but mm-hmm. for the federal prison system and was in Pennsylvania yeah. doing that. And that happened to be one of the places where oftentimes mobsters were sent. And he had... Not John Gotti, but John's brother, Neil Gotti, was imprisoned there, an inmate there at the time, Mm -hmm. and had some interesting commentary around that. Yep. Having a, nothing like having a mobster in your dental chair. I don't think, as this film portrayed, that a a ton of those guys do make it even to the point where the movie is is trying to deliver a message. Exactly. For sure. All right. We're in the middle of the list. Number five movie is a comedy. It's called Murder Mystery. Had 73 million viewers, not too shabby, starred Jennifer Aniston and Adam Sandler, which is such an unlikely pairing to me. Right. But this movie really took off. It came out in the summer, which sometimes, again, people are kind of bored. and They're like, I'll watch this. It's a goofy comedy about a couple who uh, sort of stumble into a big conspiracy while they're uh, vacationing and hijinks in from there. Right, right. We haven't seen this one. No. But it, this the article does report that this particular uh, Netflix original did far and above better than any other Adam Sandler because he's done some Netflix originals. Uh, yeah. He's done a lot of stuff. I'm, I think the reason I didn't watch it on purpose mm-hmm. is because I feel like he peaked yeah. and then when he crossed the peak things went down so far and so fast i just mm-hmm. i didn't want to sully my former memory of his goodness by yeah. what is currently out there yep maybe that's unfair to him don't really care <laughs> that's where we've landed so again jennifer aniston picking up some good work i would imagine if i had to guess that she was the main draw for people to be like probably you know watch jennifer aniston it's on the beach is she in a bikini <laughs> That's why dudes were watching it. Curves. Dudes of a certain age, for sure. All right. Number four is called Six Underground. Again, not a bad turnout for this one. 83 million viewers in the first four weeks after release. I have seen this, too. You have? I didn't think I had because I didn't recognize the graphic. Okay. But I have seen this, and I really liked it. Okay. It's Ryan Reynolds. Mm -hmm. It is uh, is directed by Michael Bay. Um, what's, do you remember the plot line at all? Yeah. So he was, uh, 
think he was he, part of part of the struggle through the whole thing is everybody's trying to figure out who he is. Okay, including his team members. What is the uh, um, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm rolling okay. here. Okay, okay. And so we're we're supposing, and I think we even get revealed eventually. He had whatever he was before. He had been just like lucratively rich, mm-hmm. had been then completely off put by having to run in the circles with the ridiculously rich. Okay. And also very deeply scarred by how nefarious that crowd can be. And not the rich within Hollywood, but the rich of the world, because he wasn't rich from being an actor or something. In okay. This. And so he'd faked his own death. Oh, I love a fake death. Completely drops off the radar for, for everyone, spends some time... Uh, Without without the montage music going through like an eighties, I gotta get better and stuff off camera is when this occurred. But then he recruits other people, lets them know we are. If you're frustrated as a military or law enforcement person by going after the big fish but never being able to get them, mm-hmm. then come join me. Okay, and that is what they do. And in order to join the team. You also must disappear and cease to exist in life. Ooh, and then that's how you're six underground. Right. Team, there's always six on the team. Okay. Um, one of them, early in, one of them gets killed on a mission, which is devastating to them. And the guy, I believe it's the guy that replaces him, mm-hmm. is having a hard time with the rules of, no, we don't, we're, we, our names are numbers. We don't have names. We're not uh. people. And he's trying to establish friendships within there and, of course, upsets the original theme of anonymity, but for the betterment of the team. Okay. He's just trying to break the first rule of fight. He broke that rule repeatedly and the second rule, which is also the first rule. (laughs) It's a good flick, though. It's a good flick. Good. Good, good. Okay. Number three is Spencer Confidential. 85 million viewers. This one we have not seen. I have not seen. Came out early in the quarantine of this year, starring Mark Wahlberg. Which shocks me that we haven't seen, because I think we've even watched episodes of, like, him streaming blowing spit bubbles or something. Just, yeah. We really enjoy him. We'd watch him do just about anything that isn't inappropriate. Exactly. And, I mean, it does look like some kind of action movie. So. hmm We'll have to check it out. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg has that fantastic combination of charisma. He can do comedy. I think he's very funny in the dryness of his delivery of things. Mm -hmm. But also is a very believable action and um, dramatic role actor. I think certainly that must be tied to, in some degree... The fact that he did not grow up in a soft and cushy exactly, environment. Exactly, yes. He has a lot it's of... a little grit. Yeah, a lot of life material to work with to mm-hmm. get that grit going, for sure. I thought you were going to say <laughs> he's able to do all of this because his entry onto the scene was in his underwear and Good Vibrations video. So, uh-huh. no, wait, underwear in the Calvin Klein ads, but well, scantily dressed in Good Vibrations video. escalated that massively in Boogie Nights. <laughs> And then Boogie Nights. So he's like, just let everybody see all of him. All of it. And so now he's like, what do I have to lose? Everyone's seeing me naked. This is my Mark and this is my Wahlberg. (laughs) Yeah. I forgot about Boogie Nights. Okay. Um, So that's Spencer Confidential. So we're going to find that. We are. We are. And we will indulge in that. 
if it's still on Netflix, you never know when they're going to You never know. Surely right with the originals, movie. they'll keep those. It's not like they have to pay somebody, I wouldn't think. That's true. That's so true. Okay, number two is one that I have heard of, but you haven't. Have not. Pretty, pretty wildly popular. Bird Box came in with 89 million viewers. It stars Sandra Bullock. Um, it is a definitely like a high intensity. So I guess thriller would be um, kind of like, I don't want to say horror movie because it's not, I don't think it's, I don't think, I haven't seen it. I don't think it is particularly gory, but it's like, um, just has that intensity mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that a classic horror movie, not a slasher film, but a classic. Well, the best, the best, and there is a definite Definite difference there between horror and slasher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the best of horror films, you don't get to see what happened. You yes. don't get to see who the bad guy or what the bad thing is. And right. That's so brilliant because your mind will conjure something far more sinister than they could ever have created. Right, 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 right. So, anyway, this one, this one had a big moment in pop culture because there is a. That part of the concept is that the characters have to be blindfolded because of a thing that is dangerous, and so there's a, it's it's super memeable, especially Sandra Bullock rowing I think a canoe with a blindfold on, highly memeable. I can't believe that you missed the the commentary around it. Yeah. All right, at the very top of the list. For now. For now, we'll see what the old guard does. Extraction. 99 million viewers. This stars Chris Hemsworth, also known as Thor in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, He is in Bangladesh. It's an action thriller. You have seen this, you feel like? I haven't. You haven't seen it. I haven't, and I have a major bone to pick. Okay. With Netflix. I'll save it. I'll let you continue. Well, it just came out this year. He's a black market mercenary, and so, again, the action sort of unfolds from there. Um, it definitely seems right up our alley. We do enjoy the thriller, especially this, you know, the sort of, uh, stranger in a strange land doing mm-hmm. high intensity spy work. Or Hot in this weather, case, sweaty and dirty. That's pretty much. That's the kind of movie we yeah. like. <laughs> All right. Pick your bone with Netflix. My bone to pick. Some of these I have seen. Several of these I have never heard of, which says to me, and I'm I am on Netflix regularly. Yeah, I'm like convinced now more than ever that whatever this curated list is that they provide, that well they've given a little bit too much faith to their algorithm. Ah, yes. And their supposition that they know what we'll like. Right. I mean, problematically too. For a good long time, our whole family watched, before there were multiple users on Netflix, Yeah, I mean, we all watched the same account. Mm -hmm. So I get The Last Airbender and all kinds of stuff. I'm like, no, not not really what I was looking for. And that crowded out many of these. I'm irritated by this, and I demand justice. (laughs) Good. Speaking of algorithm. Even if I have to get dirty and sweaty and go to a hot place... I want justice, and I want it now. <laughs> well, then, have we got the movie for you? Um, it's interesting that you mentioned algorithm because this is a phenomenon I've noticed on TikTok. The girls have. I'm sure you have, too. TikTok's algorithm is very, very extremely smart, but once it knows something about you, it really pigeonholes you oh, into... Yeah. Let's save that. 
Let's save that and do a whole episode talking about that. All right, I'm on board. Okay. Okay. Teaser. Yeah, it was a good teaser. It's not even Tuesday. It is Saturday, so here's a list of films. If you haven't seen yes. them on Netflix, go check them out. This You can watch them. Yeah. If you want to read, you can watch that subtitled garbage that was in there. Or you can read this article. It's at The Guardian. Just search right? Guardian Netflix Top 10 and you'll find it. You could close your eyes and just listen to it. <laughs> and if you wanted to try to get dirty and put on clothes and sweat in a hot place, you'd be lifestyling it. So we pretty much covered it all just with this. You can just head down to Austin yeah, and put on some clothes and walk outside and right. you're going to be hot. It's I, like, I saw, was, was it 110 down there the other day? Mm -hmm. Is that what we uh, saw? Yeah, what I... We used to live down there, so mm -hmm. we occasionally check. Yeah. Yep. It is not a cool summer. We're having a pleasant summer here. We are. It's overcast today yeah. and relatively cool. Mm -hmm. I wish the mosquitoes would die. Mm -hmm. All right. So that was a pretty awesome today. I know it does seem like that we, you know, we do a lot of Netflix work, but it's a central part of our it's, lives, okay? Yeah, we talk this about is, it. This is the life that we live. There's a it lot is. of Netflix talk in our house because all of us engage with the Netflix on a pretty regular yeah. basis. When you, when you have children and especially mm. when it's a high multiple mm -hmm. you you don't get proper dates by the old definition right so we've worked hard to create that mm -hmm. the kids know that we can't make them go to sleep but we can sure threaten them with their life to leave us alone at a certain time in the evening so yeah. that we can retire to the master bedroom and watch a show yeah or fall asleep while i watch a show it's going to be one or the other. And it's far less embarrassing than when you fall asleep in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good note to end on. Okay. Well, have an awesome today, would you? Please do. Bye-bye. Bye. Dear Netflix, you think you know me. You do not know me. Alexa kind of knows me, and she tries to irritate me on purpose. She also reports our family's activities to the FBI. I don't care for that. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok and literally everywhere podcasts are found. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. 
Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.